1: No purchase
3: necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back at it again with another shade of blue. And we are almost live on location with our shades of blue on-site reporter, Diego Gutierrez. (laughs) Welcome, Diego. We're going to test the, I believe he's beat the firewall of Qatar to get Zoom up for us today. So we're gonna test the the new infrastructure, the billion dollar infrastructure in Qatar. And uh, we have Diego Gutierrez with us. He's about to head to the game. I think he's going to the suite tonight with Sunil. And uh, and yeah, so Robert, why don't you get us started here?
0: Yeah, Diego, Jenna, thanks for joining us both. Um, Those of you who are listening here uh, may just need a little background on Diego. The man has accomplished many, many things. That is for sure. Um, As you probably know, Kansas City Wizard, original Kansas City Wizard, 96-97. Then the Chicago Fire came and stole him from us. True 96 -er. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Diego, first MLS goal in MLS Cup. I mean, that's the way to do it, man. 1998 for the fire they also won the open cup that year open cup 2000 then came back to kansas city 2002 2005 won the open cup in 2004 lost to handball united in the mls cup that year too and we're still pissed about it uh and then ended with the fire again uh in 06 08 besides that humanitarian efforts by this man have been extraordinary so extraordinary that um he won the World Sports Humanitarian. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's only the second soccer player ever to join that after Pele, the great Pele. So that's I'm a learning company. a lot. Yes, yes. And then uh, 2010 became the head of scouting and player development for the Philadelphia Union. And hand in hand with him the whole time has been his teammate, Jenna, uh, planning and uh, planning events and um, making projects happen. Working for some of the top corporations in America and across the world, including with the White House, the Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, MS works in the U.S. Soccer Foundation. So Diego, this Jenna, quite a woman, couple. huh?
2: Bonafides. It's a, it's a good body of work, man. It takes a good teammate to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that she's uh, she's been there the whole way. But yeah, by the way, uh, I did see Aleko Skandarian at one of the stadiums, and and gave. Did him you school. really? So they came out handle handball back in 2000. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we while they forget.
0: while they've done all this, they've raised three wonderful children. So kudos to you guys. Well, he also, you also,
3: guys. also forgot the, the most important bona fide, he was my teammate in the media game several years ago. <laughs> he was all my right. teammate too,
0: and I think I assisted your goal actually in one of them, Diego. <laughs> ah, there we go. Now we go. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So let's get going here. Um First question, Cody, I think you're up. Is that right? Or is it me? Go ahead. Okay. So, Diego, let's talk about the game. I mean, you guys will be heading out there soon.
2: What are your thoughts on this team and their chances to advance? Yeah. Um, you know, I did a, I did a, a podcast yesterday as well with uh, uh, the official podcast with the team. And we were talking about um, the opportunity that we've gotten through this through this uh, trip to a company the federation, the families, the players through this journey. And having spent time with the guys, having eaten at Thanksgiving dinner with the team and uh, just sitting down with various guys and talking to them, man, I, I can't help but feel extremely optimistic about the fact that yes. these guys aren't scared of anything. You know, if if there's a sign of quality um, uh, at the international level in the way that we have improved is the level of confidence and that younger ages – and it's almost like with these guys, you know, they have no fear. Uh, a guy like Weston or Christian, they really have no fear. They, it's like they don't understand that this is the highest stage. They understand it. They just don't care, right? <laughs> so They understand the opportunity. They understand what this game is all about. They understand all this stuff that has been rolled into it mm-hmm. from a political perspective. And uh, they're well trained. I, I I could be uh, happier. I think this is a team that's gonna go out with, with the utmost confidence and, and, and it's probably gonna take the game to Iran the first 15-20 minutes. Wow. Hey, so we have to ask follow-up question here. Who is your striker if you're if you're Greg Berholt or who are you picking? Because I anticipate that there will be a lot of wide play. I would stick with Haji.
1: Yeah, so Haji
2: right for me would be the guy. Um you you put him in there. Uh, I anticipate that the game is gonna be frantic the first, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It starts to settle a little bit beyond that. But you know, with Serginio and with Anthony, we start attacking the wings, trying to get some, some good combinations in there with Weston and with Musa. And so uh, you know, my my idea is that there's gonna be a lot of a lot of white plays, a lot of crosses perhaps. And Haji's mm-hmm. a guy that can play ball in the back of the night if there's air play. Gotcha. If the ball's gotcha. In the air, he can do it. <laughs>
3: The overall experience of being in Qatar, amid all of these controversies, I'm not going to put you on the spot like Iranian media put put uh, <laughs> Tyler Adams on the spot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am, I am interested. You know, feet on the ground, life in Qatar, how how all of that has been on. You know, uh, other off the field type stuff, just your interactions on a daily basis, how that's been going.
1: It's been more amazing than we ever could have anticipated. This place is. The safest, cleanest, friendliest people. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful here. Um, I think we've we've had an excellent experience. We've we've gone out um, in preparation for 2026, and we've kind of tried to see pieces of all of the different elements of what goes into a World Cup. Um, kind of kind of scouting for 2026 um, with my company. So we're here, kind of on behalf of well, I'm here on behalf of my company, Agio Marketing, and. Um, We're just looking to 2026, we're working with the Kansas City Bid Committee and um, looking ahead to see how we can make this thing come to life in Kansas City. So we're really excited to be here. It's going to be obviously very different in Kansas City. (laughs) These stadiums here, you know, there's eight of them within like a 45 minute, 45 minute radius. And uh, you can see one from another one in some, in some instances. So it's, it's really compact, but all in all, I think it's about the size of the Kansas City Metro area. So well, we have one stadium. They have eight. <laughs> so yes, about traffic. Yes, there is a lot of traffic. But like Diego said, we're here with the federation, so we kind of live in a bubble.
2: put <laughs> it right. right in style.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: This 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 whole effort. I mean, the the observational nature of the trip is is fantastic. Being conscious of the fact that it's going to be a very different experience in Kansas City, right? You're going to have. Um, you know, probably six, eight teams uh, that are going to be coming through, and we're going to be opening doors to, to people from all over the world. Um, but there's only one stadium, right? And so, how do we how do we arrange the logistics, and how do we highlight the culture of our area in a way that that becomes festive, and it really um, becomes part of what this is meant to be, right? I think Qatar has done a wonderful job in opening their doors in terms of uh, welcoming people from all over the world, it's been very, very peaceful, very, very organized. So it's been very impressive, actually.
3: On the field, what's been the most memorable thing you've seen so far? I assume you've attended other games besides the U.S. games.
2: Yeah, we've attended uh, the Mexico-Argentina game was probably one of the top Oh, of course! Two sporting events that I've ever attended in terms of the atmosphere—it's unbelievable. The stadia here is out, absolutely outrageous in terms of uh, the technology, the practicality, uh, the luxury, right? The perks that are being offered—it's just—it's—it's it's beyond anything that we know. I think in the states, aside from SoFi Stadium or or the new uh, radio uh, Stadium in Las Vegas, um, I attended Spain, Germany. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been it's been a great experience for me. Um, the quality of play um, at times has been OK. Some other has been, has been good. Right. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, one of the things that I've been really kind of scratching my head about. You're oh, you're good. You're go. good. You? Um. <laughs> one of the things that I've been scratching my head about is the amount of injury time we've been getting every single <laughs> six to nine minutes to 14 minutes, 16 minutes in one in one instance. So um, it's a little bit different, but I don't complain about it because the more of the game that we can get, the better we are.
0: Right. Agreed. Yeah, so were you guys, Diego, were you trying to imply that Kansas city is going to get a, a number or multiple games here in uh, Kansas city, or do you have any insight to that at all?
2: There is some insight, right? Yeah. I don't want to speak before before. Uh... <laughs> I'm
0: gonna say
3: you guys are kind of dropping news there. I, I just thought maybe I was out of the loop. So six to eight teams. I
2: that's not even. I gotta remember we got we have 48 teams in 2026, right? right? So there'll right. be a lot more games. Yeah. So and how so... about
3: how about number of games would we be looking
0: at here in Kansas? City? I'm not. I'm not gonna speak on that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, you guys met in high school, and I don't know Jenna if you knew this man was destined for this greatness when you first met him in high school or not. But uh, Diego, you recruited Christian Pulisic uh, for the union back uh, when he was a teenager, probably not even in high school yet. Has there been some player that stood out to you, that
2: uh, young player that MLS team should be looking at? It's funny because um, Christian's parents are here, obviously. And I I spoke with Mark um, and his wife about back in those days, this is we're going back 12 actually 11 years, right? That I was with the as first uh, head of scouting and player development. And then the sporting director, when I was the sporting director. And that's a new century. County, that's a
3: century in that family's time.
2: <laughs> How much their life has changed in those 12 years. Uh, when I was, when I was uh, the sporting director, one of our scouts said, Hey, you have to look at this kid. You have to look at this guy. I hear this. I would hear this all the time. Right. I finally made the trip to, to go see Christian and I immediately called our, our front office and said we have to sign this kid now he was i believe 13 going on 14 and uh we were just discussing this with mark polisic and you know reminisce and i said i think it worked a little bit better for you guys <laughs> <laughs> the entire country really so um, any but-
0: players standing out yeah. to you though at this cup say it again any players standing out to you at this cup that mls team should well, be looking for at? me
2: there's that's a really good question but the 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 question is not who is the the young player um, that should be signed or that MLS should, uh, club should be looking at. The question is what type of player should we be looking at? Mm. And here's here's the reason I say I say that. Back in the day, we were trying to look for players that were as inexpensive as possible. Of course, everybody tries to do that still, right? Spend the least amount of money, get the most production out of players but we are now in MLS 5.0, if not MLS 6.0. So now the question for the league and every single team in the league is not, can you find a Tiago Almada and convert him from a $15 million player into a $30 million player, a la Miguel Almiron, right? Right. Uh, Are we actually competing, considering 2026 is around the corner and considering the positioning of the league as probably one of the top five leagues in the world beyond that, right? What kind of player do we start recruiting? There's a lot of rumblings, as you well know, about Lionel Messi coming. I was going to say Messi. It's messy. That's <laughs> right? So if that, in fact, becomes true, it kind of disrupts a little bit what we have been trying to do from a young player perspective, but at the same time brings a level of notoriety and and highlight of the news that perhaps will surpass what David Beckham did for the league back in the day. So. This is a a, a a very much a dynamic type of 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 uh, uh, of idea, right? What is the league going to be look like, and what kind of players are we really recruiting? Is it only young players? I don't think it is. And if you look at the composition of MLS rosters, you have three ways that you can sign players. One is, of course, the international transfer window, senior players a la Adam Pulido or thing, you know players of that nature. Second, younger players, twenty-two and under, and third, year academy, right? That is, in essence, the composition of a U.S. Ro- or, a, or a, of an MLS roster. Right. So, how do we now go about it? Do we look only at young players, or are we going to start to shift? Our owners are going to shift now the balance into going and being more aggressive in the international market and just simply spending more money.
0: A great breakdown, man. Maybe you should be a technical director somewhere else now. <laughs> no, I think I'm
2: done with that. With that, I, I, I did it in Philly. It was a good experience. I learned a lot, um, but I love teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Diego is on the staff, the faculty at Rockhurst University. And um, let's see, what else? I forgot to mention that you've done some commentating for ESPN Deportes. Are you still doing that?
2: Yeah, I still do that for Sporting KC for the home games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Jenna, are your kids jealous you guys are here?
1: I think they're a little jealous. We've been here for longer than we anticipated. We were supposed to go home after the second game and then yeah. decided yeah. to extend our trip a few days. So we left them for Thanksgiving with the family. So I'm a Kansas City girl. So uh, good thing everybody's there and Diego's family is there as well. So they right. were well taken care of, but yes, they're definitely a little jealous, but they're going to be <laughs> to be around for
0: 2026 so that'll be their first world cup sweet sweet all right cody you want to wrap things up with that uh yeah any final thoughts there thad
3: no man i'm just jealous man i i I want to have you on after you get back after the world cup's done and you can just you know talk more about everything in the experience and uh and just even another one just on the whole mls roster build i think that could be a whole pod with you and just by itself but i appreciate you coming on man
2: yeah, I have done. No problem. I'd, I'd be delighted to do it. Um, I think I'll be I'd be helpful on both fronts. Having been inside been inside the trenches and built rosters with uh, with MLS is uh it's fun. It's interesting, it's not as easy as it looks.
3: And oh, yeah, Gina, sure. Gina as well. I'm I'm very interested in the World Cup preparation side for the US stuff. So uh, so yeah, I think yeah. I think people are really wanting to hear about all
1: of that. Yeah, there's Absolutely. a lot to do. There's actually um, a delegation here right now from um, the Kansas City Bid Committee. Some guys with KCADC and the Kansas City Chamber. And then um, Catherine Holland and Kathy Nelson um, and somebody from Arrowhead will be here on the third for an observatory tour. So uh we'll we already have a meeting scheduled to, um when we get back to kind of download <laughs> and all rolling. But right now everybody's focused on what's happening in yeah. front of us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, well, sure, it's not sure. over yet. We got a few more well, things that I, I will mention, you know, beyond that is. It will take everybody. Yeah. Right? This thing is going to take everybody in the community to to make it successful. Not just, you know, the people from, from from the organizing committee and the bid and the executives or the people that are pitching in money. It's going to be all stakeholders Massive. will be hand on deck, man. They have so many volunteers here. They have so many people that have come in from out of town to help, right? Paid and unpaid. Um, and so it's going to take everyone. And I'm not implying that, you know, no Kansas City people will be a games. I hope most of the people will be, uh, you know, Kansas Cityans inside the stadium. Uh, but it will take everyone. And that means, you know, from our civility to our to our activations, to uh, bring in the identity of, of, of our city and our region uh, to the world and, and exposing the best that we can offer. I think uh, I think it will be a team effort. Awesome. We're going to blow it
1: up.
0: All right. Well, hey, we have to end this. And Cody, I'll let you end it however you want. But hey, go USA! USA!